Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. And welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp. And with me in the hot seat is Rachel Rose. And here's a bit about Rachel. Rachel Rose's love languages can be described in these key words, joy, power, love, and freedom. She believes she is here in this lifetime as a feminine awakening mentor. Reiki master and schematic alchemist. She transforms the lives of women of all ages and backgrounds by helping them awaken the divine feminine power they hold within whilst helping clients break their deep-rooted generational cycles. As a trained life coach, Reiki and shamanic and alchemic practitioner. She fuses client training, energy healing modalities, archetypal psychology, and divination techniques in order to aid her clients in their soul's true path. Rachel will be sharing her master's degree. Well, she will be starting her master's degree in neuroscience and psychology of mental health later this year to further enhance her understanding of the human mind. And you will find out why Rachel is so passionate about the work that she is doing now and how it's going to help those coming along besides, behind, and future generations to come. So without further ado, please welcome Rachel Rose to GEMS Podcast. Hello, everyone. Wow, a cool intro. (laughs) Hi, nice to be here. Thank you so much, Rachel, for coming all the way from London. And (laughs) before we dive into our topic of healing from generational trauma, weaving in femininity, and healing the mother's womb, I want to connect with you on a personal level via one out of the two options. The first option, we could play a rapid fire 10 question game. Or the second option is breaking the ice with Genesis. What would you like to do? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, let's do breaking the ice with Genesis. We're breaking the ice with Rachel Rose, y'all. So Rachel, I want you to share something crazy that you've done in your life or a fun but interesting fact of Rachel Rose. (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) What have I done? That's fun. Um, oh goodness. Did you know when you just someone asks you that and you're like, oh, I think I'm a bit boring. Um, okay. A fun thing. So I did live in Mexico for a month. I was volunteering out there, um, teaching English. That was amazing. It was an amazing experience. I got to meet so many different people and really connect with Mexican people, the culture. Um, so it was really, really enriching. And I, I got to practice my Spanish a lot. So that was many, many moons ago, but definitely a cool thing. Oh, 
oh, okay. Did you retain any of that Spanish so you could at least order your food? <laughs> yes, yes. So Spanish is like a huge part of my life. I studied it in university. I, I love the music. I love everything about Spain and Latin America. So yeah, I was like, let me take this opportunity and run with it. Definitely a good one. Nice. And thank you for sharing that fun and interesting fact. And I love like the Spanish, Latin, South American culture. And I guess because I'm biased because my father was from Curacao. So right off the tip of Venezuela. So very nice. Very nice. (laughs) So I have that South American heat twang plus the Caribbean because my mom is West Indian. So nice. Night. Okay, so we got something in common. We have to share like after the session. Yes. <laughs> so now let's talk about why you're so passionate about healing from generational trauma. Because mm-hmm. one of the things that people fail to realize that if you don't heal from some of the traumatic experiences in your life, those things are going to carry with you throughout your lifelong journey from childhood to adolescence to adulthood. And you'll have those blockages and you're wondering why you're acting a certain way, but then you don't realize it until you go to the root cause. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, you know, it's exactly what you've said, just leading off from that generational trauma. I feel it has a lot of different interpretations um, whenever you ask someone about it. But from my perspective, my understanding and my own experience, it's very much trauma that was started far down the line or or I should say further before yourself in your generational line and it's not just experienced by that one person but then carried on to the next person now the seriousness of that is the fact that you're not only carrying someone else's trauma but it's spilling into your life and really wreaking havoc on a lot of different areas particular interpersonal relationships and your view of the world as well So, you know, just like we have with any kind of wound, for example, if you just leave it untreated, what happens? It gets infected, it infects the entire body. You know, if we really go to extremes, you'll have to amputate a part of you to get rid of it because it's cut it off (laughs) because it's, it's, it's seemingly attacking your body, right? So you have to get rid of it in order to keep yourself safe. So with generational trauma, what happens is, you know, a lot of people think like it's a very woo-woo thing. Oh, it's a, you know, it's about past lives, etc. No, on a scientific level, there are a lot of very uh, well sought out, uh, sought after, I should say, and revered researchers who have found that this is a very serious topic to understand and really develop their own research on. So with this, um, with trauma, what happens is these are learned behaviors, for example, and these are based on our environmental circumstances or things that we've seen that are um, repetitive in our household. So whether that's stress levels or an emotional uh, way of interacting with each other, maybe there are environmental issues like poverty, for example, if you're living in a certain area where there's racial abuse, All of these different factors contribute to what we know as trauma and then left unhealed because we're living in a very patriarchal dominated society where dealing with such issues that are very sensitive, very sensitive and make us very vulnerable are suppressed. And as a result, once we suppress these 
pains and suppress these things that are really causing us suffering, these then get passed down. So that's another way. So once they're passing, they're passed down to, you know, further people down in our line, in our, um, in our lineage, if we look at what happens within the body, then we really see, you know, how scientific this really is, you know, on the woo-woo side, we can come back to that. But scientifically, if we look at how it affects the brain, so when we look at generational trauma, for example, the amygdala is affected and the amygdala as we know is the part of us that focuses on the emotional processes within the brain if we're experiencing continuous stress that then enlargens that then makes us hypersensitive and in the very you know serious long term makes us very susceptible to um, neurological diseases or neurological disorders or personality disorders because we have not dealt with this issue at the root or the person who's not healed this wound has left this unhealed and it's passed down through generation to generation absolutely Um, yes and one thing I'm going to chime in there too is as you talk about if you don't go to it at the source which is the root and heal it then it passes on down the generational lineage and then one of the other things um, you brought up is those environmental factors and other factors that could play into how your body reacts to the trauma because you're adding on another layer of stress. And we all know stress could be the number one killer if you don't deal yes. with things. But then um, mental mental health plays a factor. The illnesses um, hurt people, hurt people. We've heard that because you're dealing with something you're deflecting and you're lashing out on somebody else whenever they're trying to help you. And then sometimes you feel so closed off that you don't want to let anyone in, but letting somebody in is not a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of strength because it's helping you unlock the things you wouldn't have ordinarily unlocked. So you could be set free. You could be liberated and you could heal. And the healing components takes place not just in the mind, the overall body and the spirit. So that's your mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects. And they all have to have alignment and be congruent. So yeah, back to you, Rachel. Yes. No, I love all of that. And I love that you've um, gone onto that topic of healing because as we've developed, I think particularly during COVID, we've all seen that we not only need the clinical side, but I think we really all came face to face with how important energetics is, how important having a spiritual connection with the divine in whatever formation that is. It can't just be all science as we know. It can't all just be clinical as we know it. Um, So really healing generational trauma is more, of course, you know, there's no substitute for this, but it is more than psychotherapy. It's more than um, going, for example, to a holistic coach. It's very much understanding the energy around it as well. You know, just as much as trauma can be passed down because neurologically there are changes that are then passed on to other people down in our lineage, energy also is passed down, you know, and you know, it's just something that we need to look at on a 360 level in order to really heal something at its root to prevent it further affecting our present lives, but also the lives that are coming after us as well. Yes. And another piece that you focus on is the healing from the mother wound, Mm -hmm. womb, and then 
Well, I would say both wound and womb, because mm-hmm. I think they play in together. So I would say W square. And then, so let's spend <laughs> time talking about W square, the wound, because you could be wounded and put a bandaid on it, but then the wound, because how your mother carries you and what is going on around when you're in, um, Euro can also affect how you react when you come out into the world. Mm-hmm. Wow, I love that you put it as W squared. I might steal that, Genesis. I hope that's okay. <laughs> but um, yes, I think let's first talk about the womb. So you're 100% right. You know, a child can first of all feel whether it's wanted or not, which is really, if we're looking at the entire uh, chakra system, for those of you who are a bit woo-woo, you know, one of the first birthrights and first chakras is the the root chakra, which is our right to be here, you know, feeling secure, feeling like we're it's okay for us to exist here. And that already is affected if the mother is already rejecting the child, you know, due to, you know, a number of different circumstances. Um, you know, I'll talk about the course I have a little bit later because that is very linked with the feelings that we're talking about that you can feel even upon conception you know there are feelings that you can um that you can feel yourself and you can experience even at the point of conception which is you know quite a challenging thing for people who don't necessarily feel like um a child is human or a child is alive at the point of conception but actually there's a lot of research about the things that can be experienced even at that very very early stage um so that is important. Um, you know, a child can hear how other people relate to it. You know, if there is an absent father or if, if there's aggression in the home, that's something can, that can already affect the child and already affect their level of sensibility before they've even entered Mother Earth or planet Earth, I should say. And then the wound itself. So, you know, this is really interesting, very interconnected with the womb as well. So the mother wound is essentially a question of a lack of mothering and normally that lack of mothering comes from the mother who has the daughter or son you know again generational trauma carried through so with this this is um, a mother who has not received this support from their own mother and maybe it's that they have physical absence or there's emotional absence or a horrible cocktail of both and left unhealed (laughs) this is then passed on to the daughter you know it's passed on in a way that's not you know magical in that sense it's passed on in a way that the mother that hasn't received mothering from her own mother manifests that in their relationship in that mother-daughter relationship in a variety of different ways which I'm, I'm more than happy to go into that's really key. And so one of the other things, because I'm entering motherhood and I've had a good relationship with my mother and my father, and they were married for 30 years up until my father passed in November, 2020 oh. due to medical negligence. Um, so sorry. Thank you, Rachel. So one of the things that I do um, during, during the stage is I always recite positive affirmations. And I tell this to expecting mothers talk to your baby while your baby's in the womb and say, you are loved, you are blessed, you're intelligent and speak those powerful, positive words of affirmation. And then another thing that my my sister-in-law who has two kids, she told me is playing music for your baby or reading to them definitely stimulates their neurological development and growth. And it also helps put them on, you know, 
their emotional intelligence and intellectual intelligence. And you see how whenever they come out, they're very advanced because of what they were able to hear because they can hear at a certain stage during the pregnancy. They could also feel um, energies and vibrations. And I like to say, I, I am religious and spiritual. It's kind of like that one story in the Bible, whenever John the Baptist was in the belly and Jesus was in the belly, when they two got connected, even though they weren't in physical form yet in the world, the baby leaped. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm. So I definitely want people to think about that. And I, we're not here to talk about, you know, the woo-woo or anything like that, but you made a very good point with the chakras. Cause if I'm not, um, if I'm correct, I think there are seven chakras, right? Yes. So they're the main seven. And then there are people who have tried to look for more, but mainly it's the seven that everyone focuses on. Amazing. So now, um, now that we talked about W square, the wound, plus the womb, let's talk about how we can embrace the femininity because, you know, who run the world? Girls. (laughs) (laughs) Just just that awakening. And I think during the awakening, you embody all of the senses, but then Mm. you also have that empowerment. You have that confidence you exuberate and you have that positive energy and like attracts light just like energy attracts energy so if you have someone that is an empath whenever they are surrounded with people of negative energy they start to act crazy well look who you're around or if there's positive energy it enlightens and brightens their day so from your perspective Rachel who you're a subject matter expert in this field not me talk about what you mean about the divine feminine awakening yes yeah I love I love a bit of Beyonce so I'm glad you know got a bit of dance um so the divine feminine awakening so you know Going back to what I mentioned about how um, patriarchal focus the society is and how it's been for so long, um, you know, that if you think about the way the world is formed and how we've been in a cycle of, you know, several wars, people taking land by force, it's all very wounded masculine energy. Masculine energy is very much about the doing. If you think about like the, the active, the goal setting, the getting things that you want, but wounded masculine is very dominant to the point of destructive. It's very you or me. There's no room for mutuality. However, you know, we've seen, particularly I think with, again, COVID, we've been at a standstill. People have had the chance to reflect about what really makes them happy. Um, And we are at a turning point, I believe, in the world where we're starting to realize actually this harsh, wounded, masculine way of working isn't really working anymore. We can't really promote peace if we're the us and them. We can't really promote peace if we're taking things by force, if we're not really taking into consideration how people want to be represented. For example, if it's gender, if it's, you know, um, racial equality, if it's age equality, all of these things and all of these kind of um, being able to give people a voice, having more flow, quieting down and looking introspectively in terms of what makes us happy is all very much feminine energy. And so divine feminine awakening is all about us as a whole species, as a whole race collectively 
reconnecting and remembering because you know when we were born we were all perfect human beings right we were just normal you know fair enough maybe we've inherited some generational trauma which we won't know that that has manifested yet right once we're babies but we were essentially so innocent and it's getting back to that innocence where you're not fighting to be anything you're just going with the flow and appreciating both yourself and others for their uniqueness that is what the divine feminine awakening is really about um I know there are astrologers who feel that um, there was the birth of the age of Aquarius, which again is more about peace and harmony, you know, very similar to um, in the 60s in that hippie era where we are (laughs) really embracing being happier and really promoting well-being as the forefront and, and the most important thing rather than being on top of each other or I should say getting ahead of somebody else um so that yeah that's where we are really and I think we're all embracing that in our own different ways you know several people including myself um developed their business during COVID because I realized you know I can't do corporate for the rest of my life you know at some point I will leave it and focus on what really lights me up and you know that includes doing podcasts like this with yourself and and really spreading the word about what it is to reconnect with divine feminine I love that. And I love that we're having these types of conversation because it cancels out the assumptions that people are feeling around the subject matter. And it also puts us in a ram to educate, inspire, and motivate so people could really connect with their whole self. And I feel like if we're not connecting with our whole self, then we're doing ourselves a disservice and a disjustice because we weren't we aren't really gaining that alignment and that retrospective so as we as we mentioned the generational trauma and we talked about the healing and we talked about the awakening you first look at okay what's in my lineage and is it preventing me from stepping into the heal the healing or is it preventing me from really awakening the senses and maybe you could say from the generational lineage knowing what the root is then you go through the awakening because you're awakening your senses then you start to see the healing and the transitioning period as well as the transformation so tnt i like to say what's your (laughs) explosive You need to make like a little book of this. This is fantastic. TNT wants your exclusive. I love it. Because I mean, like we need to bomb the hell out of those generational curses and cycles and really walk into our whole self. Because if not, then you are just merely existing versus living. And we need you to live life optimally and live on a playing field that is conducive for your growth, but then how you're, how you are going to help others grow by leaving an imprint and allowing that imprint to drive impact. So another Mm. I squared y'all know I'm, (laughs) I'm I'm big on my little acronyms and sayings y'all, but it's just so so true because I feel like there's so many people that are walking around dead and it's no disrespect Mm. or discredit but they're dead because they're not really tapping into their higher and full self yes wow I've got goosebumps when you just said that you're completely completely right and you know I think most importantly what people need to realize there may be people who 
you know, may hear this, you know, may, they may or may not be in your audience. Maybe there's someone and they're hearing you and I talking and they're like, what are they talking about? But, you know, what's really crucial for us all to understand is that we were all chosen for a very unique reason. We all have a unique message for the world. We all have a unique soul purpose. So it is your duty to do this work so that you're, you can then, you know, birth whatever it is that you're supposed to birth into the world and help other people. You know, that is your responsibility. We're not all just here, you know, for Instagram and snaps and you know, we've got a mission, you know? So what are you going to do with all that power? Absolutely. So I like to say two things. If you're not woke, you're going to get woke. And if you're not ready, you, you're going to get to the period where you're going to have to stay ready in order to walk it out. And the other thing, like from this rap song, this is not a Genesis line, y'all. <laughs> walk it like you talk it. <laughs> because if not, then you're holding yourself back. And now we're going to jump in to the call to action part of the segment with Rachel Rose. So Rachel, once our audience hears this segment, what mm-hmm. do you want them to do after hearing the gems you dropped on generational trauma, healing from within, and then awakening? Yes. So guys, I have a really special treat for you. So next week, Wednesday on the 4th of May at 6 p.m. BST, so it's British summertime, I will be holding a live masterclass on mother wound healing. It's the second time I'm holding it. It was a crazy success last year. I'm not even exaggerating. It was wild. My workshops are normally pretty interactive. I say bring a tea, bring snacks, and we really deep dive into the topic at hand. So it will be the mother wound. We'll be looking at how it manifests, what it looks like in terms of your child development, how you can heal it as well. There'll be actionable steps. So it's not, I know there are some people who like to talk about their life story. I will intertwine it, but it's very much a you-based masterclass. So definitely come along. And uh, so I'm sure Genesis will share the link with you guys to register. I've reopened, um, we hit capacity, so I've opened up extra seats. So hurry because they are limited and my audience is a bit cray. So (laughs) get yourself a seat. Um, And just off the back of that, I'll be relaunching my um, Mother Wound Alchemy online course. So that, again, is jumping off the masterclass. It's a very, very deep and intense (laughs) online course. I've had my first cohort, can't even say this word ever, cohort, um, go through the course and the transformations are incredible. I'll be sharing them on my page as well as in the masterclass as well. So definitely come along. Like you'll see as well how the mother wound manifests in many different areas of your life. It's not necessarily just about your relationship with your mother. And so it really is a gem. So I hope to see you all there amazing so that's a super um awesome master class it sounds like rachel and i know they're going to get a lot of knowledge out of it and just the action steps to help them level up in their lives so yes. for those interested okay. in connecting with rachel further rachel share your website and where do you primarily hang out on social media yes yeah, so primarily i'm on instagram i live on there and my handle is at the healing rose holistics it's a bit of a mouthful 
but I'm the only one so it's no excuse and my website is the same at uh, um so if you sign up to the master class you'll be put into a separate Facebook group and you can see all the people that have signed up there so really good stuff going to see you and there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. You just heard Rachel Rose. All of her contact information will be in the show notes. Make sure you head on over and lock in your seat for next Wednesday, May 4th. May the 4th be with you. So you could definitely level up. Make sure you subscribe and share this segment. We're on 40 plus platforms. You could also see all video content that correlate with the podcast interview segments on YouTube at GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And lastly, but not least, I want to thank each one of you for continuing to support the mission of GEMS podcast, which is to educate, inspire, and motivate while bridging the gap for diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, because it takes all of us, baby, coming together to make this world a better place. So for those of you interested in having your brand, your products, or your services heard right here, where we are ranked in the top 3% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts, per www.listennotes.com, head on over to genesisamarskemp.net to find out more. Until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Go challenge yourself and heal from within. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor So please reach out via email at gems, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.